your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On NHL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host from Locked On Avalanche, Chris Maselli, with me as always, playing, I don't know, it sounds like a didgeridoo or something over on the other side, moving the microphone around. Just uh, moving it around. Yeah. He's, had all the time in the world to move it, but I just waited. You did. I mean, you literally recording. had pretty much all day, and then you decide, you know, <laughs> as I'm doing the intro to... Uh, Get things in, in order. So thank you for that, Mr. Mixtape. Adam Danky Dank Danker from Locked on Lightning. What's going on, my man? I had I had a week to uh you know, I have a week, to, true. week to make up for <laughs> to uh to get this going. But yeah, glad to be back. Uh was in the studio yeah. making mad beats. Uh <laughs> and like to thank Kanye West for supplying me his room in the Mercedes Dome. So So explain uh, that to me, because you sent me a text message about or I don't even know if you want to get into it. I, I, I don't know what that was all about. You sent me a text message about something with Kanye West. And I, <laughs> I, I, I was none the wiser. I don't know what the heck you were talking about. Uh, we'll have to go back to the transcript. Okay. The show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a lot has happened. Uh, I, I've, I am kind of hoping, but at the same time, not, uh, not hoping because I do love doing the rankings, but I stated mm. before we start recording. Imagine if the Eichel trade breaks while we're recording. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll stop. We'll stop what we're doing, and uh, we will hone in on that. But uh, I mean, odds that it happens. I mean, this, anything is possible right now because this thing needs to to go down. I, I'm getting so tired of this. Uh, th- this is almost like when when like LeBron James and the, uh, the when he was making his decision to go oh. to like that like I Which was time? interested in that <laughs> yeah right and then it was just like come on let's get it over with uh this is kind of in that realm it's just I, th- this guy needs to play some hockey and get out on I, the ice and I just this. look at it yeah I I mean it's it's ridiculous at this point and and I look at it as watching two people in college just slowly break up throughout the clo- course of a year <laughs> and they say they're gonna do it and they never do and it's just yeah you get to that boiling point where you're screaming just break up already but. <laughs> so but if it happens we will obviously discuss it um yeah. up until then though we are our power ranking thursday so yeah um again like we are still i think in the process of week to week things are changing and i think it's going to be another month or so before things start to like really even out you don't see as much shifting yeah. in the rankings as you do right now but let's get into them for this week if you're following on uh, YouTube, you're going to see them up on the screen right now, um, and they'll be up for the duration of, of the show. And uh, But if you're listening through uh, regular means in your car, on your phone, we'll go through them um, as we usually do. We we'll kind of talk about the rankings as a whole, uh, the teams that have risen, the teams that are falling, and kind of where we think teams are going uh, for the week ahead. So I typically run through the top 10. And we have a new number one, which uh, lasts for the past two weeks. It was the Florida Panthers. The uh, Carolina Hurricanes take over the top spot. The Panthers drop down to number two. So those two flip-flop. Oilers stand pat at number three. Capitals stand pat at number four. 
The Blues move up two spots to number five. The Lightning, your Lightning, move down a spot from five to six. The Rangers move up to number seven from number 11. The Flames, pretty big movers there. They were 14 last week, number eight this week. Uh, My Avalanche move up one spot. They had a pretty good week last week uh, from 10 to nine. And their division rivals uh, move down from number nine to number 10. So those two swap spots, and that rounds out the top 10. So overall, general thoughts on what we got here as our power rankings for this week, Mr. Denker. Well, I I think the Canes and Panthers flip-flopping, I I think that's just subject to how you feel about each team. I I, I think, I mean, they they have identical numbers. Did the Panthers do enough to lose? And keep in mind, this is from last week. We yeah. vote on these, and once again, I would do want to re- reiterate this uh, because Adam and I have been called some names in the, in the action, thinking that we are the only ones. And I said this last week when Gil filled yeah. in for you: we are not the only two that comes no. up with these. Everybody in the uh, the lockdown NHL side of things gets a vote, so this is a culmination of of those of, of all the voting. And so, uh, yeah, yeah I would just like to even add a little bit more, you know, to that is that. To, since we're being honest here, I don't even vote. I just do it because I don't vote at all because I feel like I would be just be placing the lightning at number one. Well, see, you have every you week. You can't do that, dude. You need to be partial, impartial. I can't. And I can't. I'm not. I, I, I don't have my avalanche anywhere anywhere near the top. I think I had them right around just, where they were. At, at just rank one. them dead last every week. <laughs> see, and that, that, is, that is voter fraud, my friend. Um <laughs> But so you have, yeah, the Panthers where they're eight, oh, and one. And again, well, the Carolina has not lost yet. So they're eight and oh, and oh. So I, I just think, um, if you're gonna, wise, where are they? Yeah. 16 and 17. So, you know, the Panthers have one more point. I, I just look at the Panthers as to the only reason why you would put them at two is right at, at this moment would be because of the whole coaching situation. Uh, going on there you don't really mm. know what kind of team this is going to be without Quinville for the long run um so yeah, I mean I that's the argument I look at I think yeah. I still put them at number one and the Canes at number two but I don't I don't have a problem with the Canes I mean they are the last remaining overall unbeaten yeah. team Unblemished. so fine and that's why like as as a you know the next month or two goes on <clears throat> this will all kind of like even itself out but for right now when you still have a team that has uh, a zero and a zero in those last two columns, they're they're going to be number one. I feel, yeah. Um, but kind of a takeaway that I'm I'm getting from this, and if you look at that that power ranking, uh, once you get to uh, let's see, like kind of around right around where the Avalanche are at number nine, um, you're you have and you go down to basically like number twenty nine at the Senators. Points wise, everybody's in it, man. Like, yeah, you know, the Avs got eight points. They have a few less games than everybody else, but there's some other eights in there. There's 11, there's 12. Uh, you got 10. There's, uh, you know, right down to the Kraken in the centers that have seven. Even Montreal has six. Um, <clears throat> I guess if you even want to remove the Kings, the Kraken, and the Senators, so then go to number 26 where the Canucks have nine, right? Yeah. Everybody is still. I know it's you know we're only a month into the season, but 
there's not a big discrete. There's no big drop off in points from where the Avalanche are at number nine to where let's even like I said, twenty six where the Canucks are uh, with nine points. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. And yeah, that, that's it, that's the beauty of hockey is is the you know the parody in the sport. Yeah, it really is. And and we did state a couple of weeks ago at the start of this how you were going to see some teams that really were just big surprises. And I, I guess that we could start with just the surprise. I mean, I think I speak for both of us when I say the Sharks are just unbelievable right now. I there and, yeah. and that's why it makes for me at least the Canucks so disappointing because I look at the Canucks and I really thought they were going to get off to the kind of start that the Sharks would. But uh, like you said, I mean, hockey is just a weird sport when it comes to these kind of things. Sharks stood Pat at 13, yeah. uh, 13 last week, 13 this week. Uh, and they're, they're that team. I think them and the Sabres, yeah. the Sabres are at 14. Um, I feel like those are two teams that nobody really wants to put super high yet. Yeah. Uh, and I either fit in right where they should be. Are they top 10 team right now? I don't think so. Are they high teens? Yeah. And, and I, I'm okay with them right now being at 13, 14. And if they can do this over the course of the next month, then we'll, we'll, and other teams will maybe kind of fall flat a little bit. And if they can yeah. keep it up, then maybe we're talking, you know, we're approaching top 10 status. But I think people are just like treading lightly with teams like, you know, the Sharks and the Sabres for putting them too high just because they weren't expected to do so well. And they are in the early going of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that it's a lot of people are looking at that as if you put them too high, you're going to expect things to fall off the table relatively quickly right. uh, with that. And really, I mean, I mean, I look at some of these teams and it's I feel like where they ranked and even in the standings is still like not an accurate reflection of how they've played thus far. I, I feel right. like the the Rangers, who are ranked seven here, but are one of the top teams in the league, even then with their their record, they have played some very tough games. I mean, you look at the, how the Rangers yeah. have been playing this season. They're not really so much dominating, but they're just they're just you could just see if you watch a Rangers game, just how much effort is being put into these games. I mean, Igor Shesterkin is probably a way too early to tell candidate for for the Vezina this year. Yeah. Um, even the Capitals too, with their goaltenders, uh, both their young goaltenders, just how how well they've been playing. It's it really is. I, I think the Capitals, who the Lightning have had the privilege of playing twice already, um, just a really good team that you and I both said in the beginning of the season we really thought this was going to possibly be the year when their age was going to show, and they have it. They, they look like it's uh, 2018 yeah. right now. Well, that's true, but I I also remember saying. You know, for for me, they're as fresh as everybody else is for the the rest. Of, what are you drinking? I have a tree trunk over there, dude. Jesus, what the heck is that thing? I got this that's, at that's uh, Animal like, Kingdom a couple of years ago. <laughs> Animal <laughs> Kingdom, you got that from Lord of the Rings, man. Holy <laughs> crap! Um, all right, yeah. So, well, let let let's uh, hear from BetOnline.ag and yep. we'll kind of keep this going because there's a couple teams I want to throw out at you, and if it's uh, unfair where they're at. Uh, but first, Bet Online. It's uh, you know back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more prop bets, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season, uh, which I football I have 
tapped out of. Thank you to the Von Miller trade. I, I am pretty much <laughs> done with football season this year. Uh, head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, or excuse me. There's no longer baseball. We're done with baseball. Yeah, go Braves. Uh, Well, you still have the NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. That's where the game starts at betonline.ag. All right. So uh, what I want to throw out at you, are the Flyers – they're at 17. Um, and if you just look at the standings, uh, you know, point wise where they are, they're number 11 uh, when it comes to points. They're 5 2 and 1 on the season. They're 17 this week. They were 17 last week. So they haven't moved. Um, should they be higher? And, and if they should, you know, where should they be slotted in? Or do you feel like they're okay or where they're at? The Flyers, when we go back to the first couple episodes and I've been saying this for a while flyers are one of those teams that if they just got off to a good start and were in at least in it to start the season they were one of those teams that could definitely be in contention for the division uh if you look at their schedule to start the regular season they've had a couple of tough losses in close games uh they've won where they needed to they they kept it close with with Florida they they beat Boston they absolutely annihilated Seattle uh, they played Edmonton very well and beat them as well. And mm-hmm. so I think that I, a lot of people, when you look at these rankings, I think the reason why they're ranked where they are is just because, like we stated earlier, you don't want to rank a team too high and then have them completely come up as a dud in the subsequent yeah. games. And I think a lot of that has to do with Carter Hart. I think a lot of people are still waiting to see um, – what exactly how he's going to perform over the course of the season. Cause you know, we're only in November and we just got yeah. done of, with month one and what you said before. And I've been saying this on lockdown lightning, just what a lot of teams you're going to see towards the end of December, a lot of teams find their identity for the regular season. And I think what we see by new year's is really what's going to play out for the rest of the NHL season. Cause here's the interesting thing with the flyers and, and we, you know, Power rankings are obviously subjective yeah. and a lot of it is, you know, where you start. And I mean, look at, look at the lightning and, and look at the avalanche, our teams, yeah. um, they started one and two and, you know, because they started there, they're still hanging on, uh, to top 10 spots despite not going, getting off to, to great starts. Uh, you look at the flyers and they're, they, they have as many points as the lightning and they have a game in hand. Yeah. So and they haven't moved. They're they're at 17. But on the flip side of that, you look at a team like the Sabres. The Sabres have the same exact record as the Lightning in as many games. Uh, you know, they have 11 points. They're five, three and one. So the Lightning or excuse me, the, the Flyers have the same amount of points with a game in hand on both of those teams. And they're below both of them. And they started between them. So, you know what I mean? So it's oh, I get it. Why yeah. the Lightning would be above them. But we propped the Sabres up immensely because we thought they were so bad and they're doing so well and they bypassed teams like the flyers. Yeah. So it, it, it just, sometimes these things don't make sense. And and I think this is a, a uh, perfect reason as to why I had the flyers higher 
Um, yeah. Not in, in, incredibly higher, but I, I think they're better than than number seventeen, in my opinion. No, I I, I agree with you. I think they're at least top fifteen. I, I yeah. think just for yep. what the vision they play in, for who they have on their team, and I think that's why a lot of people are ranking the Sabers so high. It has to go back to personnel. A lot of people, including myself, some people are saying that the Sabers personnel is over overperforming, and really how sustainable is that going to be over the course of a season where the flyers this is not as surprising but at the same time like i mentioned before it comes down to goaltending and it's just a weird scenario with each of these teams and i think that's how you have to approach each ranking as to why was this team in this in this spot well it's because of a xyz certain amount of special circumstances right right um and another team obviously on the rise uh, I think I think they're one of the bigger movers of the week. Um, Calgary, yeah, cracking the top ten, uh, fourteen to number eight. Um, yeah, they're they're playing, <laughs> they're playing well right now. They're six one and two on the season, fourteen points. You know, we we touched on it in the very beginning. Maybe Jack Eichel is on on the way in. Uh, you, you told me off air the you know the semi-king's ransom they'd have to give up to to get Eichel. Um, but do you do you go after that? I mean, you're, you're starting off very well right now. You know, you give up what they are, are uh, you know, rumored to give up to get him. How much do you upset what you've accomplished so far? You know what I mean? I don't see a reason as to why you play around with it. I don't, I don't see a reason as to why you make a move unless you have to. I mean, why give up the King's ransom for Eichel when if you need to make a move to bring some people in to help you out if you're hitting a rut in the middle of the season, whether it's because of performance or because of injuries, wait. There's no reason to bring Eichel in. Eichel is not going to immediately help you for what you're going to give up. So especially when you're giving up someone like Matthew Kachuk, who is – probably going to be your future captain at some point in the next couple of years. I think, right. yeah, it's it's a sexy trade on paper for Calgary, and you're going to be definitely going to be the talk of the town around the NHL because you have one of the top players in the league. But at the same time, at what cost is it going to come? Uh, and, and why would you mess with the mojo when you're – I think someone said the other day, I was listening to one of the, one of the podcasts saying – um, it's one of the best starts that Calgary's had in their franchise history. So why mess with that? Yeah, I'm sure they were, you know, thinking about getting involved with the Eichel situation yeah. a while ago. You know, this is not like brand new to them, no. but I think they're getting off to a start that they, I mean, I don't think anybody expected the Flames to get off to a start like this. No. You know what I mean? Um, so now, now it's, it's a question of do you think you can sustain this over the course of a season? Do you think you have the team to do it? Yeah. Um, yeah so it, it, that's that's what they're playing with right now. And I don't know. I wouldn't want to be in the front office of that team because if you do and it goes south for a little while, you are going to have a annoyed fan base <laughs> Yeah, quickly. Yeah. You are going to have uh, uh, Vegas fans. Uh, it's going to be Vegas-like atmosphere in uh, who, who they just hate everything. Um, I love you, Vegas. No, I don't. <laughs> but um, all right, let's talk about Vegas and uh, the Golden Knights because they they are they dropped one more spot to twenty two. They're the other team 
kind of uh, rumored to bring in Eichel. I don't know how the heck they do it. Um, if they're just going to like, <laughs> they have to be cheating the system somehow. If they bring in Eichel and don't give up half their roster. Uh, I don't, I don't know how they do it. I really don't know how the Knights are in trouble uh, injury wise. Um, lots of guys still to come back. You kind of think they sit here for a little while, or do you think they are more of a team that could could land Eichel and just deal with being in a cap crunch for a while, which is that's not what you want, but Vegas doesn't seem to care. Uh I I mean the I guess that the if this was any other NHL franchise, I think we would probably both agree and say, well, sit there, weather the storm, and I mean you spent a boatload of money on the players that you have already uh, let them earn that money. Cause mm-hmm. especially in this economy right now, how you going to even move those guys, how are you going to even convince teams to take on that much money without having to retain a certain amount right. uh, where then again, Vegas is, has proven that they're not afraid to move players in and out. I mean, they moved Mark Andre Fleury out in the off season. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they, and, and, that was a great situation having him and Robin Leonard. And now look at look what's happening now. It's not so much working out as well as you thought it would. Did did it? So I don't know what Vegas. They're a wild card. I, I mean, I could see them trying to make a trade, but like you said, how how is it going to financially work for this team? I have no if idea. If you bring in Jack Eichel, unless you somehow hold out hopes uh, for the playoffs and just have him sit out till then, then again. <laughs> If if that's the case, you're basically wasting a season of a superstar's career. Yeah. So they risky that, situation. Uh, they call that pulling a Tampa is what they <laughs> is what they say in uh in that NHL circles. So come on. yeah. Come on, come on. That was one uh, cup ago. That was one cup ago. <laughs> that is old that that's old cup news. <laughs> uh Anaheim. Anaheim uh they moved up a little bit. I mean, they went from twenty nine to twenty five. They got eleven points on the season. And, you know, the Flyers have 11 points. The Sabres have 11 points. The Lightning have 11 points. So they are the the team with the most points at the lowest spot in here. Um, why are why is this like a two-headed, like with the Sabres and the Sharks, we're like, yeah, we'll prop them up. But with the Ducks, they've been in that mid to low 20s, all of these power rankings. Are, are we just, I mean, is it just because the Sharks and the Sabres are a nice story, so we want to give them some some credit while we can, and it's the Ducks, like, we're just not going to do that with them? So. I I just think that for a lot of people, uh, including me, I just don't think the Ducks move the, move the needle right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I haven't looked at their schedule either. I mean, has it been an easy schedule up to this point? I don't know. I haven't checked on – I mean, that's Let's part see. of the reason why they don't move the needle. I don't really check yeah. in on their schedule like that, but – I, I don't know. I, I just think that the Sharks with their recent success and just, I mean, they've just absolutely been a train wreck and everything going around. And and you could easily pitch the storyline with the Sharks saying, well, you know, look at this team now, how they're performing without Evander Kane in the locker room. You know, now they're just doing this to spite him and play better. And uh, look how, look how well they play. And then the Sabres, obviously the joke of the NHL, um, in the off season and just obviously everything with Eichel. Whereas the Ducks, they, there's no drama. There's, they're just yeah. a team who's just rebuilding. I mean, that's just really what right. it comes down to, and, and who have a young superstar and in, in Travis Zegers. So, 
that's that's not a storyline that's really going to prop them up yet. They're going to probably have to jump to the top of the division for them to get any more respect than what they already have. So here's who they've beaten. Uh, they opened up the season. They beat Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat Calgary in overtime, but then follow that up with five, six. Wait a minute here. So yeah, so a two lot, three losses, overtime loss, four, five losses, mm-hmm. and then another overtime loss. So six losses in a row, but two of them, three of them were overtime losses. So they still got points out of them. But uh, yeah, that, that's a that's a long. Maybe that's why because we're just seeing you know those. If those were W's, yeah, yeah. We, they'd be a lot higher. So um, and then they beat Montreal, big whoop, and New Jersey. Who hasn't? Middle of the road. Yeah, <laughs> I I think you and I beat uh, Montreal. <laughs> um, so and then yeah, we'll talk about kind of the bottom feeders here, and, and it had the last three have not changed. Montreal at thirty, Arizona at thirty-one, despite the single point that they have, uh, and Chicago at thirty-two. I am okay with that, and, yeah. and for me, um, Chicago at thirty-two for the last two weeks, um, especially this la- last week. Right now, it has nothing to do with what's going on with the Kyle Beach situation. Um, it's just that you know you're basing it on this year and for these rankings specifically last week. Um, I, I was one of those guys. I think you were too. You just thought the Blackhawks were going to be a competitive team this year, not a team that's going to win the whole thing, no. but be in contention. And as bad as they are for a team, when you have that at least that <laughs> expectation for them. And they're that God awful. They deserve to be at 32, uh, even below a team that has a single point on the season. That is bad. Yeah, I I think that's why they are exactly where they are. It's because the expectations and the reality are just so on opposite sides of where, you know, they are. It's it's really and, and I don't know what. And obviously this drama that's been surrounding them and continues to surround them is not helping the situation whatsoever. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they would have to go on some sort of crazy winning streak. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know if that would help their chances because I feel like, you know, especially with all the emotions and everything that's surrounding this team and how people view this team. And that's no fault to to the other hosts or people that just look at this team, the fans, I don't see how this team can have what you, what we could call a successful year, because regardless of their record, I mean, it's, you're still going to be looked at as like the top, the, the, the lowest team in the league, just because of everything that's going on off the ice. But the coyotes, I mean, I think we expected them to be where they are. Right. The Canadians, it's gotten so bad now. Cole Caulfield got sent down the I other day. Oh, wow. So I, I, I mean, never. He, he yeah. was the favorite going in to be the Calder, like by a wide margin. I know. That just proves. I mean, he's, I, you know, long term, Cole Caulfield is going to be a, a fantastic player for Montreal. It yeah. just goes to show you sometimes guys just catch lightning in a bottle nobody's prepared for them because they're so young yeah and this is what happens when you give professional teams an offseason to prepare for a young player yeah they come in and it's tough to replicate what they did the year before it doesn't mean he's not gonna be able to do it in the future it just means he needs a little bit more seasoning right now 
Yeah, uh, we'll have to see if he could get it together in the minors. Um, but the good news is that it looks like that uh, Carey Price, uh, his 30 days in that players program that he was yeah. in, uh, yeah. is up. But so hopefully that means he'll come back to the team. And, you know, I assume he's staying in shape and doing all the things he needs to be doing. So it's not like we're going to have to wait a couple of weeks for Carey Price to come back. Yeah. But uh, hopefully, how much shape? You know, how much shape you need to be in to be a goalie? Uh, I, don't, hey! I don't know if you want to put on that thread. Uh, Emails are open. <laughs> yeah, hit hit up his uh, his DMs, not mine. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I think maybe you get Carey Price in. He kind of gets a handle on the clubhouse and and just yeah. goes from there. And then Cole Caulfield comes back at, when he's ready. And you know what? We could talk about this team getting their act together. I really, yeah. the, the team that I really like that I think is going to kind of make a little bit of, of a jump up in the, the, the rankings. I really like the Red Wings. And yeah, they're man, another, they, they're a team that they are a really, solid team. They're, they're another team that I didn't really expect to be this good or just kind of was wishful thinking that they weren't going to be this good just because they're in the same division as, uh, as the Lightning. <laughs> And yeah. they're a team that just the Lightning just can't figure out. The Lightning have yeah. such a tough time against them. So I expect them to rise up, barring some just huge collapse of Canadian proportions. Um, what uh, what is a team yeah. that you look at look at that uh, the same way around here? I, I mean, I like the Canucks too, but at the same time, they haven't done anything to prove otherwise. Not what for like a team that that that. Could, could make, could make a jump. Yeah, it could make a jump. I'm... I do. I do like the Red Wings. I, they are a young, energetic team. Mo Sider yeah. is a, a fun dude to watch, man. Oh, like man. he, like he is good. Um, I don't know what's going on with with the. I, I think you know at some point the Islanders got to figure it out. The Islanders dropped from twelve to sixteen. Yeah, uh, and they were they were my preseason pick. You know, to, to make it to the the Stanley Cup final against my Avs. So. Uh, the Avalanche seem to have figured it out over the past couple weeks, and they're playing much better. So I would have to, you know, going off of that, I think the Islanders are not that far behind in, in trying to figure it out. So I think the Islanders can have a good, solid week. I don't know. Let me look up their schedule quickly. But um, if they do, I think you'll you'll see them rise up. So let's see. They well, have uh, Montreal. Uh, Winnipeg and Minnesota for this week. Those are their three games for this week. So, uh, you know, Montreal should be getting their all away games. Holy crap. One, two, three, yeah. four, five. They have six more away games before they hit. And that's the other side of it. All of these games have been on the road. Yeah. For, for the Islanders. Like it's yeah. like 16 straight games to open the season on the road until your arena is done, which I think it finally is. Yeah. So, th- you know, you got to give the Islanders a little bit of leeway because they, they've done been nothing but racking up sky miles. It's been crazy. Yeah. But the thing with that, and we, sp- I spoke about this in preseason with about them, and this has kind of been the case for them the last couple of years. And you saw it in the playoffs is that, they're a defensive oriented team and they don't have that one, one or two guys that could go out there and score for you on any given night. I mean, they have the second lowest goal scored uh, in the league and, and the only team that's behind them is the Coyotes. So, you know, you can't, you can't hang your hat on Matt Barzell to, to be your off your sole often offensive producer. And I think that's the one yeah. thing that this, this front office has overlooked over the last couple of years. I mean, you've brought in some good pieces. You have very good goaltending with two guys in net. But who do you have really could could score other than 13 for the Islanders? Yeah. I mean, if the if the Coyotes are below you 
And I, I mean, that's bad. Can't we can't we consider you the worst in the league then? Because you have to kind of eliminate yeah. Arizona from everything this year. That is and if, true. So, so if you're number thirty-one in in anything, you are last in the league, in my opinion. So that's yeah, yeah that that's not good. All right, so that will wrap it up for this week's uh, power rankings. What do you think? Uh, who's good? Who's bad? Who's in the right spot? Uh, if you want to use Adam and I as punching bags, please feel free. You know, we have nothing to do with it singularly. So uh, that will be it for this week, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And I'll, uh, if you're again on YouTube, I will blow up the power ranking graphic one more time for everybody to take a good look at. But follow uh, the show on uh, Twitter and follow my show, The Avalanche Show, and follow Adam's Lightning Show on, on Twitter. And we'll be back next week with a whole other power ranking. And uh, maybe we'll get it right one, one of these weeks. <laughs> I don't know. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Have See you next one. week. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com podcast. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said. Done.